Welcome to Financial Perspectives, the podcast, where we cover timely topics related to the current economic environment and keep you up to date on investment news. We also provide insights on how investors can maintain a long-term perspective. Please stick around at the end for important disclosure information. More information about Foster Group can be found in our ADV brochure at fostergrp.com. So anytime there's something new that gets a lot of media attention, of course, investors have to ask themselves, is this an opportunity for me or a distraction from what really matters? Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has certainly been an interesting type of an asset to follow in the last four years. And with the January 10th approval by the SEC of Bitcoin ETFs, somewhat hesitantly they approved it, investors were being asked again whether they want it in. It has not been a particularly good first 10 days for those who bought the Bitcoin ETFs out of the gate. Almost $2 billion flowed into these during the initial trading days. So recently, there was a lot of demand, but apparently there was a bit more interest on the supply side, the sellers who were ready to take the relatively high recent price and exit. Overall, the price of Bitcoin fell just over 10% in the first two weeks of ETF trading. It appears that Bitcoin's price increased quite a bit since last September, perhaps in anticipation of these new, easier ways to buy it. That's one reasonable story anyway. The market thought that the Bitcoin ETFs would increase the demand for the digital asset, and so people bid up the price, or are willing to pay a bit more, hoping that when the ETFs actually came on the market, even more buyers would enter, and the price would continue to rise. This is a little like what happens in bond markets when investors anticipate that the Fed will raise or lower rates. The price of bonds begin to reflect the future expectations of what the Fed will do immediately, long before the Fed actually takes any action. By the time the Fed does change the rates, the markets have already priced in the change, and bonds may hardly move on the date of the announcement. Similarly, investors bid up the price of Bitcoin, anticipating the approval of these ETFs and the subsequent demand. And when the ETFs were finally approved and the demand appeared, well, the price, rather than rising, uh, it just fell a bit. The good news appears to be already priced in. Lots of people, especially in the news media, become a bit more enamored with Bitcoin and the new ETFs in the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately, most media, both social media and news media, often direct our attention to things that have very little to do with what is more important to us in the pursuit of our financial and other personal goals. With all the noise and distraction of everyday life, investors benefit from having a set of foundational principles to keep them appropriately focused on what matters most to them. So over the next few months here at Financial Perspectives, we're gonna make the case for five key principles. We think if followed year after year, can keep investors on track for achieving their goals and able to rest easier, maintain an educated optimism about their future, even when the global scene feels a little bit frenetic. Today, we're gonna look at the first, and in that sense, I think the most important principle of achieving investment success, and that is to construct plan-driven portfolios. You know, investment legend Charlie Munger said that each person has to play the game given his own marginal utility considerations and in a way that takes into account his, his own psychology. If losses are going to make you miserable and some losses are inevitable, you might be wise to utilize a very conservative pattern of investment and in saving all of your life. Utility for an economist is a technical term that tries to explain what people really want and therefore why they choose what they choose. Utility for an investor is usually about more than just rate of return. Total utility could include managing risk, high probability of goal achievement, ability to sleep at night and not worry, 
It could also include keeping it simple with very low maintenance or attention required. For some competitive people, there may be an element of doing better than someone, whether they're real or imagined. Utility considerations include both objective measures, do I have enough money to do X on the day that I want, as well as our felt experience of getting there, what Munger refers to as our own psychology. Munger went on, so you have to adapt your strategy to your own nature and your own talents. And then he said, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all investment strategy that I can give you. Munger was answering a question about what a person's portfolio should look like. How should it be constructed? What stocks, bonds, cash, and other assets should be in there? And how much of any one of them? Inciting how everyone will have their own unique measure or conception of what maximizes their sense of utility, he observed that because of that uniqueness, there is no uniform portfolio, no one-size-fits-all approach that all investors can or should rely on. You know, at Foster Group, we agree with Munger on this 100%. As an investment professional, meaning I've been getting paid for more than three decades to think about this stuff and to guide the investment in other people's money, the most important investment principle I know of for any investor is that their portfolio should only be constructed after creating a long-term financial plan. And the portfolio should be evaluated in light of that plan. This is true for individuals, for institutions, for teenagers and retirees. Plans may be simple or complex, but a plan is required. So why is this the most important of the five? Well, because without a plan, a well-described story of who you are, where you're wanting to go, and how and when you want to get there, measuring your success or failure or even progress is just impossible. In a popular paraphrase of a line from Alice in Wonderland, the very confusing Cheshire Cat tells a lost Alice that if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Same with investments. If you don't know what you want to achieve, any investment will do. So in constructing a plan, think of it like a map for a trip that you want to take. You can only start from where you are today. No one can go back and do something over. So in this important step, we take stock of where we are, who we are, and where we want to go, and then we create a plan to get there. In planning your financial journey, the two big tasks are first to describe those current circumstances of yours. This would include describing your assets like 401ks, savings accounts, insurance, property that you might own, and a big one called human capital. Your human capital is a measure of future income and will have a lot to say about how much you can save and invest in however many years you have left to work. The second big task is to describe your goals in some detail. Back to our concept of utility. As Munger said, this personal definition of utility includes not just the dollars and time frames for your goals, which are really important because it's part of a numbers equation along the way, but also your personal psychology. What kind of risk would make you so uncomfortable that it would actually spoil the goal by making you miserable along the way? If an investor's personal psyche leads them to desire as little volatility or as little risk as possible along the way to achieve, achieving, let's say, a retirement spending goal, well, a portfolio of mostly Bitcoin ETFs would make absolutely no sense. The highly volatile asset would be working directly against an important part of that individual's concept of utility. There's so much important information that is discovered and described in a good financial plan. And that information is directly related to the way a portfolio is constructed initially and then managed each step along the way. As I said earlier, to understand what portfolio choices are well-suited to you and your goals, and then to evaluate that portfolio's success, well, both are highly dependent on your unique plan. Here's another way to think about your plan. 
Let's look at a game called golf, which I like. In the world of golf, there is the PGA Tour where professionals play four 18-hole rounds and the player with the lowest total score wins. These players may use up to 14 clubs to maneuver their ball from tee to fairway to green into a four and a quarter inch hole in each green, and they do that 72 times. They may use any club in their bag. Some shots will travel over 300 yards, and some shots called putts may travel only a few inches. For each kind of shot, there's a particular club that's most useful. Drivers are great for distance. Putters are for rolling the ball accurately over a short distance. Each shot or stroke counts the same in this game. There is also a competitive game in the world of golf that is only about long driving. In this version, the players use only one club, and the goal is to hit one of six to eight shots in a few minutes using the same golf ball that the PGA Tour players use, but you just wanna hit it farther than anyone else. If just one drive stays in the field of play and is the longest of the group, the player wins. They don't have to make any putts, and it doesn't matter if seven of their eight shots are wildly out of bounds or in a water hazard. The rules of the game they are playing are different, even though they're using similar equipment. I like golf as an illustration probably because I'm a golfer, but most people should not be playing the long drive version, well, say, of financial planning or investment as the sole means to their success. Relying on one incredible swing or speculative investment for the win and ignoring the risks of hitting the majority of shots out of bounds where they don't count for anything is a very high risk strategy. It's a bit like buying a lottery ticket or maybe exclusively Bitcoin ETFs and hoping for a single windfall before you retire. An all or nothing strategy with a very low probability of success and a high probability of a massive failure. How would you measure progress or manage risk if that was all you did. You know, the available equipment the players are using in golf and in investing is the same, but the rules of the game, what it means to win, is different. In the same way, it's easy to see how the equipment for investing and achieving financial goals like stocks, bonds, cash, and real estate, various types of insurance, are the same for most people. Having a financial plan that is yours, that you understand well, and that is aspirational to you, that can help you stay focused on doing the things that are the most important, and then measuring the results in ways that are most related, well, that's the thing, that's the game that's most important to you. You know, a couple of years ago, financial writer Morgan Housel wrote, if you don't realize that people play different games, you might be persuaded by advice and tactics of people who want or need something you don't. Define what game you're playing and play it, and only it. You know, a personalized financial plan reminds us what game we are playing and what it looks like for us to win. Our winning may look far different from someone else, someone who may be using similar tools, again, like stocks and bonds, but who is playing a speculative or high-risk game that does not meet our definition of total utility. For most of us, we have some goals that are very near-term and warrant a low-risk asset, and other goals that are much longer term require a bit more risk, but still not requiring speculation or an all or nothing swinging out of our shoes. Now, thanks for joining us today. As always, our goal in these conversations is to help you become an educated, optimistic investor who can embrace uncertainty because you've already planned for it. We'll look forward to seeing you next time when we talk more about these five key financial principles. The previous presentation by Foster Group was intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as the receipt of, or as a substitute for, personalized investment advice from Foster Group or any other investment professional of your choosing.
Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and it should not be assumed that future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy, or any non-investment related or planning services, discussion or content, will be profitable, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. Foster Group is neither a law firm nor accounting firm, and no portion of its services should be construed as legal or accounting advice. No portion of the content should be construed by a client or prospective client as a guarantee that he or she will experience a certain level of results if Foster Group is engaged, or continues to be engaged, to provide investment advisory services. A copy of Foster Group's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request or at www.fostergrp.com disclosures.